0: Well, good morning. Uh, My name's John. I'm the lead pastor and so glad that you're able to join us this morning. Uh, So here's a question. What are you doing? Uh, And here's what I mean. This will take a little bit of interaction. Feel free to interact in the chat if you would like. Uh, But right now when I'm filming, it's Thursday around four o'clock. And so think back, what were you doing? Where were you at Thursday around four o'clock? Now, What I am doing is I'm up here at Thatcher Park uh, looking at this beautiful view, and what I think is amazing is that most of you that are watching this, you're currently down there somewhere. Uh, Some of you are at work, some of you are driving, some of you are picking kids up from school, some of you are at school, uh, some of you are at home, some of you are taking a nap, uh, but all of you are down there right now. Uh, And then, here's the question. As God is looking down on all this, I and mean, that's what we believe is that God is kind of constantly watching over our world. And so as God is looking down at Albany and all the rest of the area down here, as he is looking down at all of us and he's looking down at all of the people, what do you think God's doing right now? Uh, what do you think God is thinking about? And what I think is that God is thinking uh, about us. And I think God is thinking about all of the individuals that are down there, the 97,000 people that live in the city of Albany and the little less than a million people that live in the capital region, that God is thinking and cares about every single one of them. And what we know is, I mean, some of the folks down there, I mean, they're having a great day. Uh, I mean, there's some people that are at Albany Med or St. Peter's right now, and they just had a baby Uh, There's some folks down there and uh, they asked someone out on a date today, or maybe they even asked someone to marry them and that person said yes. But there's also some folks down there that are really struggling. Uh, There's folks down there that are in the middle of maybe losing a job. Uh, Maybe they've lost a, a loved one. Maybe there's folks that just with everything going on in our world right now, I mean, they're just tired and worn out. And what I think is that as God looks down on every single one of them is that He wants things for them. Uh, In particular, He wants them to know that He is real. He wants them to know that He cares. He wants them to know that He knows them by name and that He would love to have a conversation with them. He would love to be able to help them through life. Uh, I think that as God looks down on all of them, He would love for all of them to be in some sort of a community. Uh, He would love for them to not live life alone, but to have deep friendships that they could share with and be encouraged by and laugh with and have fun with. And he wants every single one of them to know that he has a plan for them, that he has created them uniquely and given them uh, talents and gifts, and that he can use them to make a big difference in the world. And so the question is, is, How are most people down there gonna hear that? Uh, How are most people gonna discover that there is a God and that it's real and that there really was a guy, Jesus, who lived 2000 years ago and that he really did rise from the dead and that he really has amazing things to say? How are they gonna get intertwined in deeper and better relationships? How are they gonna find ways to make a bigger impact in their community? And what we believe is that the answer is us. The answer is the church. Because we believe that church is not a building, it's not an organization, but it's a group of people who we ourselves are trying to love Jesus, each other in the world, and we are constantly trying to invite other people to love Jesus, each other in the world, too. And what I think is that a lot of us, when we hear that, that we like the idea. But there's something about that, especially the idea of like talking to other people about Jesus, about inviting other people to church, about sharing our faith that seems very scary and seems very daunting uh, because we're not sure what to say, we're not sure what to do, and we're so busy in life we're not sure how we can possibly fit it all in. And where I think this is especially true is last week we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And we've been looking at this letter, 1 Corinthians, for the last couple months now. And last week in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul made this big deal about how he has made his whole life about telling other people about Jesus. Here's what we looked at last week. Uh, He says, everyone who competes in the games, just talking about this uh, big kind of athletic competition that would happen in Corinth 2,000 years ago, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I will not be disqualified to win the prize. And we said that the prize that Paul is going for is to make sure as many people as possible can know who Jesus is. And I think it's easy for a lot of us to read that and like, well, that's great for you, Paul. Yeah, you, you go beat your body. You go win that prize. You know, you go discipline yourself. You know, and go all out in your life to be able to, you know, tell other people about Jesus. But like, I have other stuff going on in life. Like, I got I got a job to go to. Uh, I got kids to get to school. Uh, I have groceries I gotta buy. Like, I got real life situations. Like, I can't just spend my whole life like. Focusing on church and Jesus, and telling other people about God, and I think that's a an easy mistake that a lot of times we make when it comes to spiritual matters, is that we we, we divide, uh, we, we we separate, we we kind of put say like, all right, here's the parts of my life that are like the the, the church spiritual parts. Uh, here's the you know I go to church, and you know I watch online. Uh, here's my community group. Here's the time they read my Bible, and like that's the part that's like specified Jesus. But then there's these other parts of life, I mean, that I got to do too. You know, I got to work, I got to go to school, there's things that I just want to do. I want to go to the gym, I want to work out, uh, I have hobbies I want to do, and all this other stuff. And the message regularly of the Bible is not just forget about all that other kind of stuff, but it's that God wants to make our whole lives integrated, that He wants to make our whole lives spiritual, that He wants to bring what we're learning about Jesus in to all these other places in life. Uh, Where I think we uh, especially see this, so kind of where do we get you know Where Paul got his marching orders for this big idea that we're supposed to tell other people about Jesus is what we often call the Great Commission. Uh, there's two big commandments that uh, uh, we uh, uh, that Jesus said that we say are the great ones and you know, everything Jesus said was great, but there's one that we call the Great Commandment where Jesus said that we're supposed to love God, love people, that that's what the whole thing is about, and the other is the Great uh, Commission. Uh, and here's what the Great Commission says in Matthew uh, 25. says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what I think we often hear in that is we see that word go, and we think, well, that means I gotta, that means I gotta go. Uh, That means I gotta leave where I'm at, and I gotta go somewhere else. Uh, That means I gotta stop what I'm doing, and I gotta start doing something else. And maybe that is true. Uh, Maybe we need to stop spending so much time at work, maybe we need to stop spending so much time on social media, uh, maybe there's some things in our life that maybe really aren't all that helpful for us that we need to refocus and go in a different direction. But a better translation of what Jesus said in the Great Commission is not go and leave, it's as you go. Like, as you're going to work, tell other people about Jesus. Jesus. As you are dropping your kids off at school, as you are going about your normal, everyday things, I want you to use those as an opportunity to tell other people about Jesus. And that's actually what we see in the life of Paul, is Paul was 100% focused on telling other people about Jesus, but he also did a lot of other things in his life. Uh, he had a job. Uh, he was a tent maker, and so he spent a lot of his day making tents. But while he was making tents, he wasn't just making tents. He used that time to be able to do what his whole life was about, about telling other people about Jesus. Uh, He traveled a lot. He was on ships, spent a lot of time walking, and he used that time. Uh, He sometimes got his life very interrupted, and he would find himself in jail or in other situations, and he would even use those times as an opportunity to tell other people about Jesus. And so I think one of the things that God sees when He looks down at our city is He sees all of us. And we're all just kind of divided amongst all these different houses and streets and neighborhoods and places of work and schools. And He strategically placed us all over the place. And that's His plan of how He wants to spread, is that, God, you're not just in your, in your neighborhood just because it was like a good place to live. But maybe God has put you in that neighborhood for a very specific reason, or maybe for very specific people. Uh, The place that you are working right now. Uh, Maybe you're not there just to make money. Maybe it's not just about getting up the corporate ladder and just, you know, moving up and getting promotions and raises and making whatever widgets you're making. Maybe God hasn't even Bigger purpose that he wants to bring to the place where you're working, and what does that look like? What does that look like in like real life application? And uh, what we say is that uh, what this acronym that we use of bless is that what we want to do while God has placed us there is that he wants us to bless the people around us wherever we may wherever we may be. Uh, so here's what bless stands for. The uh, first that we want to begin with prayer. It would be an amazing thing if we all just started to regularly pray for the people that are around us. That maybe as you wake up in the morning or if you go on a walk or if you walk your dog or you're just looking around the window. If you spent time praying for the people uh, that are around you, your neighbors, if as you start work, if you take a walk through the office, or maybe you log on to your Zoom meeting and you're looking around at the other squares of people on Zoom, if you were to take time to pray for the people that you see, if as you're dropping your kids off at school, if you were to pray for the other kids, if you were to pray for the other parents, is as you're going into your class, if you were to pray for the other students, if you were to pray for the teacher, because here's what prayer does, is one, Prayer is something that we ask God for things and God has an amazing ability to be able to answer prayer. And two, prayer is a way for us to open up our hearts. Because I don't know about you, but I can spend a lot of my day just tunnel vision focused on just like my own little world. And so I need an extra something to be able to help me to better think about what God's thinking about, to better notice the people around me. And so when you start regularly praying for the people in your life, it does exactly that. Uh, The next is the L's, that we want to, to listen. We want to listen to the people around us. And that's a huge deal. Because I think that one of the biggest things that most people really need is someone to listen to them because most people just don't really have anybody. I mean there's no one who like really knows what's going on on the inside. Uh, No one really is asking them, you know, what they're excited about. No one knows what they're stressed about. Uh, No one knows uh, about their life. And they want someone who is going to look at them not just as another neighbor, not just as another person in the carpool line, not just as another coworker, but someone who is a real person with real stories, with real things going on. And what an amazing thing for them to have someone who says, hey, I would like to listen and know what's going on in your life. Uh, The next one is uh, to eat. And uh, eating is really about just being social. Uh, It's about having fun with other people. again, I think one of the biggest needs for most people is to have friends in their life. Uh, One of my favorite sayings about church is that most people aren't looking for a friendly church, they're looking for friends. What most people are looking for is they want someone who's gonna invite them out for coffee, someone who's gonna invite them over to a social distance barbecue in their their backyard, someone to invite them to do something fun. Because a lot of folks down there don't really have many close friends, many people that they're doing social activities with. And we should be the kind of people that are inviting them in to do fun things. And wouldn't it be fun to do fun things? Uh, The next one is to serve, is to look for ways to help other people out. Uh, Growing up in church, uh, I always thought that helping people out in times of need was just normal. Uh, I thought, man, when, when people move, it's like a normal thing for like dozens of people to show up and help you move. Uh, that when you're having a kid, it's a normal thing for all kinds of people to drop meals off at your house. Uh, that if you really need someone to help you and babysit your kids, that it's normal for other people to help out. That that's just what happens is like lots of people come and regularly help you out. But for most uh, of our friends and neighbors down there, that is not normal at all. Uh, they're not sure who they can call to really help them with even the basic, trivial things of life. And we want to be the kind of people that as we're listening and spending time with people and praying that if we see a need, we meet that need. And then finally, uh, we share our stories. And this isn't like some weird, awkward conversation of like, okay, so you know, I've been listening to you and we've been eating and like, now's the time for me to like officially tell you about Jesus. It's just that we're always looking for opportunities to share what's actually going on in our life too. And hopefully you're learning things by being a part of online church. Talk about those things, share them. Hopefully God is doing something good in your life and that your life is changing. Talk about those things. Hopefully you are developing deeper relationships. Talk about that. Maybe you're making a bigger impact in the world and you've started to volunteer and serve. Talk about that. Talk about the real ways in which God is intersecting with your life and just share those stories and it will make a huge difference. And that should be, again, a normal part of our life that whatever you're doing right now, I bet there's a possibility that some of you, with whatever else you're doing, could also be praying. Uh, Maybe with whatever else you're doing, you could be more intently listening to the other people around you. Maybe with whatever you're doing right now, you could be using this as an opportunity to invite someone to do something social and fun. Uh, Maybe you could use this as an opportunity to see a need and to help it, Uh, or maybe, With whatever you're doing. You're in a conversation right now and you could intentionally find a way to talk about the things that God is doing in our life and more integrate God into your real life conversations. And the reason why we do all this and the reason why Paul was so adamant that I'm gonna focus my life on this is because he believed and we believe that this is all real. That What's true of everyone down there is there really is a God who loves them so much that He sent His Son 2,000 years ago to have a real relationship with every single one of us, and that that Son, Jesus, died for us on the cross to forgive us of our sins and to give us a life everlasting. And everyone down there needs to know, and He wants to use us as we are living in our neighborhoods as we are going to work, as we are driving, as we are going to the gym, as we are a part of craft club, as we are just going about our normal life, God wants to use you and He wants to use me. So let's take communion together to remember how much God loves us and how much God loves everyone and how He wants to use us. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for the way in which you choose to use us to do such a big thing of helping to influence and change the world and to change individuals. Change us from the inside out and help us to share those stories with the others around us. Let's hear me pray. Amen. Uh, we love you guys. Have a great week.